Welcome to the Think Kingdom Podcast. This week, Pastor Antoine kicks off our new series, Start. Let's see what God's Word has for us from lead pastor Antoine Lasseter. Elder Nathan Mikowski, he said something that was very powerful at our last elders meeting. And um, he said, God is not being glorified by being our beneficiary, but our benefactor. What that means is, um, that's the beauty of God. He is a loving Father who draws us closer to himself. But God is being glorified by what he gives, not what he receives. And so when we give him praise, when we pray, when we obey his word, when we give, when we, give we bring attention to him for others to see. So we praise him, we pray, we obey because of what he gave So God initiates his love for us. We receive it, but he gets the glory because he's God. And so um, God's attributes or his nature or his character does not change if we don't recognize who he is. He is not... The nature of God, the glory of God does not change if I lift my hands or don't. He's God. The reason why that should comfort us, because no one can make God smaller or greater. He is. He just is. And so no one or nothing can dethrone God. Uh, Contrary to popular belief, potentially, the devil is not his equal. And so our problems are not beyond him. So some of us struggle with sin because we see our sin more powerful than we see the cross of Christ. And so whatever we behold, we become. So we put sin in front of you and we say, I don't want to sin. But if that's the only thing in front of you, that's what you're going to do. Because your heart follows your eyes. So what we watch shapes us. Paul put it this way. Paul said that in my weakness, his strength is made known. God is so powerful that he himself can be glorified in us. Broken, fragile, messed up people. And so we need to be reminded that God himself, this is the gospel, has come to rescue and renew creation in and through the work of Jesus and on for our behalf. In other words, he has rescued us from sin. He is so powerful. And what many of us, what many of us lack is not desire. Pastor, I want to change. I want to do right. But sometimes what we lack is determination. And determination fuels discipline. And what you and I do today can determine what happens this year. So if we put God before us, when struggle comes, who do we see? We see the struggle or do we see God? We see God. So Jesus reminds us in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, he says, Come to me, all of you who are weary. Any weary folk, don't put your hand up right quick. He says, come to me, all you weary 
all who are weary and heavy, carry heavy burdens. And so many of us have been carrying heavy burdens all year long. And now the hope for this year is for what? Just shout it out. What's your hope for this year to eliminate the heavy burdens? Jesus says, I will give you rest. In the latter part of 2022, beginning in the summer, we talked on pause. And so we were trying to create rhythms to take a break, pause, not just for Sundays, but throughout your day, stopping. And so uh, we can pause, and that is to sort of help realign us. And so we model, we model pausing by just taking some time. You ever get into a situation where you just need to breathe? And so sometimes you're just like, before I cut you, let me take a walk. Like that's pausing. And so God orchestrates according to his purpose, and no one can change his purpose. In other words, God is sovereign enough that you and I cannot change his plans for our lives. We are not big or bad enough to change God's plan for our lives. And so we move from pausing to beyond. And beyond is based on Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. Amen. So if we want to go beyond, we must strive for unity and unity in spirit as we are brothers and sisters in Christ. Unity is created when we are rooted and firmly established in the love of Christ. The more mature a believer is, the less they take offense. And the less they, and the more the mature, the more mature a believer is, the less they allow their insecurities to lead them. The more mature a believer becomes, the more they gravitate to generosity and grace. So we went from pause to beyond to now the first message of the new year. It's press play, start. And we're going to be taking a journey through Philippians. And our verse that we're going to park on, say park. First that we're going to park on is Philippians 1 and 6. Uh, if you don't mind, we're going to read this together. Um, if you stand on your feet, please. Um, I want you to say it with your chest. I want you to say it with some attitude. All right? So uh, Philippians 1 and 6. I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to the completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Y'all did such a fabulous job. Let's do it one more again. I am sure of this. That he who started a good work in you. Amen. You may be seated. This scripture is quoted a lot. It is because it's so good. Um, it is so rich. But there is a context here um, that cannot be overlooked. Um, and there's another popular verse in uh, Philippians 4 and 13. Um, I'm going to start it off. And if you know it, just finish it. I can do all things. Yeah, very popular scriptures, and we quote them. And so I hit the game-winning shot, and it goes in. I can do all things through Christ to strengthen me. Um, yeah, you can, but that's not what that meant. Uh, so part of the challenge in popularity of scriptures that the scriptures are sort of isolated, and they become a thing that they were not intended to become. And so sometimes we are taught these scriptures like they are cliches, and we just keep repeating them over and over and over again. And the author is up in heaven like, that's not what that means. 
Um, and so it's, it's very important to get context. And, and so, because um, oftentimes we say these things when they're merely talking about possessions. Like you're applying for the house or the loan. I can do all things in Christ to strengthen me. Yeah, and credit. Um, one, <laughs> so we got to be mindful that um, God is not a genie. That we say things three times and magically they appear. And that's hard for us because some of us are believing God uh, for possessions and our priorities are misaligned. In other words, you get it and you won't honor God with it. And so if we're going to bring some context and we want to grow in our faith, then we got to get the context and the depth and the breadth of scriptures. Um, also, uh, I am sure of this, that he who started a good work in you will carry it on to completion to the day of Christ Jesus also could mean our individual salvation, um, meaning that um, we heard the, the word of God, we heard the gospel, we responded to it, and that is the working of the Holy Spirit drawing us closer to the Father. And, and as we continue in this, um, he holds our salvation, we become stronger in him. And so that scripture also means that he started the work and he will finish it. But there's also a meaning in the whole context of, of Paul. And next week when we start going through, this is an introduction, when we start going through Philippians, we're going to discover the truths of all of this. But it's very important to understand that he's not just talking about individual um, salvation. He's also talking about their collective efforts, what they do together. And Paul writes this letter um, because, because the Philippians were financially supporting him. Don't worry, it's not a financial uh, message I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to um, uh, um, come out with. It's actually, he's getting to the heart of where the Lord is trying to take the church. And so they need to recognize that the work of God, the work that God began in them individually will come completed one day as Christ returns. In other words, we are growing up in Christ. So God's work in us, described in Philippians 1 and 6, can refer to personal sanctification, uh, being pursuing the things of holiness, right? Becoming mature. We're talking about mature believers. And it also means that there's a mission that the church is assigned to. So here's the point. My individual walk affects the corporate work. Let me just drop it down a little bit more. You matter. You. You who slide in the church, lift hands, worship, and slide out, hoping nobody notices, you matter to the church. You who are in Christ and literally wrestling with sin, you sin a couple minutes, you, you matter. It's the body. You are important. You don't have a, you don't have a mic. You don't have a, a gift that the church is using in terms of singing or playing an instrument, but hear me and hear me well. You matter. You, my friend, are important to God. All that stuff, daddy issues, all those struggles, everything that you can imagine about your life, you are important to God. And don't let anyone make you feel otherwise. There is a confidence that I have when I'm in the presence of my earthly father. 
I can ask my earthly father for anything. And here's the crazy part. I carry his last name, Lassiter. And so I can do things in his name because he my daddy. And you cannot determine what blessings my father gives me because I'm his son. And so if we're going to be children of God, we need to start acting like it. There's something that's happening that I just feel in my spirit. I don't know why I did that. That was a little, um, I'm just getting happy. I haven't preached in like a month. Um, we are active participants. I want you to say this. I am. I'm an active participant. Let me get hood. I'm getting in the game. Like, it's time to get in the game. So here's what most of us are going to do. Um, season indicates, you know, the scripture says in Genesis, as long as the earth remains, there'll be seed time and harvest. So seasons speak to us. So there's natural seasons. I'll give you an example. After winter comes what? So if you're in the winter of your life, spring coming. You just got to endure the winter. And so here's what happens. The, the, the thing that God is, 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 is birthing is, is the beauty of the fact that he started the work. Mm. He started the work in you. And he faithful. Can I just be honest? We ain't. But he is. Okay, you sort of missed it. Okay, so if, if we're playing basketball and, and the score looks like we're losing, but the owner whispers in our ear, hey, we're going to win regardless. That means the game is rigged. That means no matter how many missed shots, I'm, I, how many shots I miss, we still win. Because winning has nothing to do with us. I just said that he, his glory does not diminish because I messed up. I just said that he started the work. And he's faithful to finish. So for many of us, 2022, we had to take a knee. And we felt like we ain't going to finish strong. Well, baby girl, I'm here to tell you, it won't up to you to finish in the first place. It's him who's faithful to finish. All we have to do, Tiffany, is start. And you know how you started? By saying yes. He is the son of the living God. I do accept the good news. I do accept that I'm a sinner and I need to be rescued. I do accept the fact that Jesus Christ is returning and he's going to bring all things into fruition. He started the work. So all this deconstruction, reconstruction, construction, he's faithful to finish what he started. Man, I just wish you could see how God sees you. Yes, in your mess, and I'm not excusing sin. I'm not saying you don't try. What I'm saying is it ain't up to you in the first place. He's faithful. And so when I take knees, he accounted for that knee I took. When I took that wrong turn, he accounted for the wrong turn that I took. Now, as you watch my life, you may say, he off, he's wandering, he ain't in the church anymore. But my father looks and says, that's still my boy. 
Something happens, Tiffany, when the people of God behold their God and not their sin. We make no provisions for sin. No, we, we, we don't make excuses for it. But you can't. You didn't give me salvation and you can't take it away. Mm. See, I boasted in my abilities. And when I did that, it was up to me to sustain it. And so I'm sometime, I'm up this week and I'm down the next, I'm, 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 I'm running strong and then I trip and then it's woe is me and I thank God he ain't like that. I got old challenges for a new year, but I got the same God. And that should give us, that gives us hope. Listen, real talk, you are inconsistent. Can you just admit it? Look. For us, for some of us, uh, Anita, it's just week to week. You might see me next week. You might not. And so I want the people of God just to be honest. To your own self, Shakespeare said, be true. And so he says in Isaiah chapter 43, do not remember the past events. Say what? Hmm. Pay no attention to the things of old. Look, I'm about to do something new. Even now, it is coming. Do you not see it? Indeed, I will make a way in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Desert. Some of us have been praying prayers for God to take us out of the wilderness and to take us out of the desert. And he said, nope, your issues got you to the wilderness. But even in your wilderness, I'm going to make a way out. When famine hits the land... He said, I'm going to feed my people. Man, listen, I'm, I'm, oh, God, like this. And he says, look, do not remember the past events. My first sub point, because that's not even my message. The first point is don't expect past victories to sustain you. And my second point is don't allow past failures to paralyze you. Sometimes the best thing that we can do for ourselves is to forget. Because if we have all these victories that we scroll into 2023 with, then we celebrate our victories and become puffed up. But then if we limped out of 2022 and look at all our failures, we become dismayed at the possibilities of 2023. He says, listen, forget all that. I'm God. And he's going to do the thing. I don't do this a lot, so forgive me. Look at somebody. <laughs> and say, he's going to do the thing. I don't know why I'm getting so... Anyway, uh, <laughs> he led us. He led us. And let me give you context, Isaiah. Isaiah, in this passage, the people have this cyclical thing with God. They obey God. They get puff-headed. They get puff-headed, big-headed. And then they start to sin. First, there's a, they, they have success. And then they struggle because it's all about the success. And then they end up sinning. And then they end up strifing. And then it's like crying out to God. And, and so because of their actions, they, they get in trouble. And so in this context, they were in captivity. So this cycle. I mean, the children of Israel cannot get right. Like, they just keep, yeah, it's them, not us. I'm talking about them. 
like they have this cycle that they're in that, that, you know, you get the car, you get whatever you've been praying for, and all of a sudden, now you're striving to keep it. Then you struggle with it. And that's thing you know, you're forgetting God, and then you're, you're doing all your other stuff. And Elder, guess what happens after you forget God? Oh, hell starts breaking loose, and now you cry out, Lord, help me. He's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. So he says, listen, you know what? Forget about the past events. I'm going to do a new thing for my sake, not yours. We win. Okay. We lose. We win. <laughs> we win. Like, everybody's like, hmm. I want to lose on my own. Like, just, okay, like, whatever. Do you. I'm happy that we get a fresh start. That we can start because he delivered them from slavery and death, but that's not the destination. He, we, he, heaven is not the destination. Jesus is. So we... We are concerned about things, and we should be concerned about the one who can put us in heaven and hell. We have to be concerned about Jesus. So some of us, you know, we've had a bunch of false starts. That means we went too early. Now, good news. You moved too early. You went too early. So wisdom needed to catch up with your zeal. Now, this time is not a false start. You ready now? Okay, maybe you're not. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It was good to me. Some of us need to restart. And so in those mistakes and the missteps and those failures, your character issues were worked out. And so for you, you simply need to start. Because the Lord is making paths for us, and it's refreshing that the paths, even in the desert, there's water. And so the desert, um, as we walk in obedience to him, um, we are discovering that even the decisions that I made, and they, we're living, and yes, there are consequences to those decisions. Um, but here's what I'm, I'm saying to all of us. That this church is comprised up of people in this church, God has taken us on a family road trip. And if you've, if you've ever went on a road trip with kids, Lord have mercy. If you were not blessed with a, uh, a minivan, which is God's gift to humanity, I didn't think that. But it's God's gift to humanity. Sometimes it's not enough room. And but what God is orchestrating in us, remember, individually, with a corporate purse, uh, a, cor- a corporate purpose, that what He's in, what He's doing in us is getting us in order, so that we may we may be able to accomplish what God has placed in us. I need for you to write this down. Because many times um, we are talking about things that may not be individual to you. I don't know what you are believing God for, but here's what I do know. A year from now, you are going to wish you got started. I want you to hear this. 
A year from now, you're going to wish that you started. Many of us declare in this year, um, I got a friend who, who works out religiously every day, rain, sleet, snow. And he said, this is not the most wonderful time of the year for me. What are you talking about? He said, you guys come back to the gym. And there's no empty equipment. And I said, hmm, we start well, but we rarely finish. How is this year going to be different? So we're going to start this year. Write this down. Scripture-fed, spirit-led, and souls cared for. And how we're going to accomplish this is through spiritual disciplines as a church. And over the years, we've done different things in pockets, but I think the Lord is bringing all these things together for us. And so we kicked off the new year by resting. And so you look at Genesis chapter 1, he created evening, then morning, and he said that was the first day. Now, most of us think the day starts in morning. The day starts at night because we are called to work from a place of rest. And many of us work so we can rest. And the order of things is to rest so we can work. And so we started the year with rest. It's rest or the Sabbath Um, It allows the land to rest and recover. And throughout Scripture, you see the people of God resting from their work as the body. You see these rhythms that God establishes. And here's a nugget. If the enemy doesn't make you bad, he will make you busy. And so oftentimes, and let's just be real. Can we just keep it real? Okay, some of us. Can we just keep it real? When we get struggle, work is not, our job is not the first to go. When we get challenged, um, uh, Netflix isn't the first thing to go. When we get challenged, usually, I'm just, okay, I'm just be real. Most times, 99 and a quarter, the first thing that goes is prayer. When we get challenged, most things go. The the next thing that goes is worship. And we're acclimating ourselves to become self-sufficient. And prayer, the lack of prayer, the disease is pride. And so if we're going to be a church that's led by the Spirit, we got to be Scripture fit. Many of us find it tiresome to read God's Word, but can read fiction like nobody's business. Do not, I love this guy, so if you're watching, forgive me. Do not get your theology from Steve Harvey. Do not form your doctrine with TikTok videos. Please don't frame how you see God from Twitter. Please, I beg you. I beg you. I beg you. 
don't get your, don't get faith walk advice from someone who dabbled in all types of nonsense. Like, we are gifted, say gifted, to have the word of God. Like, my wife and I, um, shout out to Jamal. My wife and I visited a friend of ours in Maryland and we went to the Bible Museum. This blew my mind, Gina. Like, this blew my mind. So they have an exhibit where they have, like, you ever go to the library and got all these books and stuff like that? They had an exhibit that showed the languages that did not have the Bible. It was like 4,000. And I was sitting there like, huh? What do you mean you ain't got a Bible? And the average American got access to hundreds of them. And there's a people group that's crying out to God. And so they don't have the word of God. So God got to visit them in dreams. We have the word of God and asking God to visit us in dreams. Man. So this is interesting. And so the Lord is going to be moving us. And listen, my wife will tell you. I don't, I don't hit my alarm clock. I usually get up before my alarm goes off and stuff like that. But I ain't the most nicest person in the world in the mornings. Okay, maybe I'm the only one that has that problem. Now I feel insecure. All right. So, but what the Lord is beckoning me, Tiffany, is to seek him early. And I'm like, we can't talk doing like midday traffic. It's like how bad you want me. What are you willing to give up? We're praying these lofty prayers. Lord, I want more of you. No, you don't. Because the more is dependent on you. He's given us his son. He's given us his spirit. What more you want? The rest is up to us. And so he says, you know, the enemy is going to make you busy. So here's what we do, Gina. We, we have... We rest, right? We have the holidays. And for some of us, holidays were work. It was work. You had to deal with your family for a week. Okay. <laughs> so it was work. And, and so we, we, we do the holidays, the holy days, and we do the holidays, and we come out, and we're going back to work tired. But our routines and rhythms have not changed. And then we find ourselves empty. And then um, we come to the house of God wanting to be filled but have holes in our tanks from all this other stuff. And so God can't speak to us because we're so cloudy in our hearing. He who has an ear lets him hear. So what he's saying is that the word of God goes forth and it's up to me to hear it. And so what do I do, Bree, when I hear things I don't understand? I don't let it pass. I seek for the elders. The, 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 the Ethiopian eunuch, he is reading the word of God. He's repeating the word of God. And he has a desire to hear the word of God. And he doesn't understand it. And, and, the, and, and God sends someone to interpret what he read. It's desire. So rest. And so for the next 21 days, beginning January 11th. Everybody say January 11th. We're going to be fasting. Okay, so um, Elder uh, Nate is leading um, our efforts to read the Bible. Um, and so we're reading the, the Bible 
We're looking at the different rhythms. Put the different rhythms up there for, for me for a second. Um, yeah, you leave that here. So uh, we started reading the Bible January 1st. It's not too late. You can catch up. The point is, if you, if you hit that, um, you can get a, uh, an app. It's a version app, and it helps you uh, keep track to reading. It can send you notifications and stuff like that because we want to read the Bible together as a church. Um, and like, here's what you could do. You got audio versions. So you can, you can be playing the, the Bible in your car. Um, cut off Drake for 21 days and listen to the word of God. Um, so you can do that at work. You can do that work. You do the headphones. We want to create these rhythms, say rhythms. And so before the year gets too far gone, we want to create these rhythms. And so we want to um, read the Bible together as a church family. Now, what happens if you read something that you don't understand? We are available to help walk you through it. And so if you read something that you don't get, you don't understand, um, we call for the elders, we call for the teachers, we call, there's people not just in this pulpit, but there's people among us. Uh, two or three witnesses, every word is established. So we, we can help um, you uh, discover the meaning, the context. And that's why we want to read the Bible together. Say, read the Bible together. Say it with me. Read the Bible together. The Bible is the word of God. So we want to read that together. And so we'll be fasting January 11th, which is this coming Wednesday, to, 31, uh, to January 30, 31st. That is 21 days because we will be literally starting on the 11th. Now. This is what we always get when we fast. Well, what should I be fasting from? Okay. Um, Don't eat nothing. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) For some of us, our struggle is our appetites, physically, eating. And so we may modify that. For others, food ain't your problem. This thing is. You like this. For others, you got every subscription, every streaming service in the world. You don't miss nothing. You could do a blog about all the shows you watch. Um, We're going to ask you for 21 days, man. Don't. Somebody was like like Cain when he slayed Abel. That's too much. How am I supposed to bear that? Uh, so we're going to ask you to fast. We're going to ask you to, to and, we wanna, and we're going to have a prayer guide. Now, we're also going to be praying. Here's, woof, child, Tiffany, you know me. This was God. So I'm talking to God. You know, we, we, we talking back and forth about this year and everything that says. And um, he was like, I want you to pray daily. Absolutely. I'm praying now, Father. Um, starting at 6.33 a.m. Hold up. Wait a minute. Say, you, you're going to lead people into prayer. It's like, okay. And so I'm just, I'm just human. So I was like, all right, I'm going to get up at 6.30 <laughs> to lead 6.33 prayer. Nah, Reverend, you're getting up at 5. You're going to spend time with me. Not for the people, but for you. So it's going to be hard because we don't have these rhythms already established. And what we're going to discover 
No, what you're, I'm saying, when I say you, I mean us collectively, but I want you to take personal. What you're going to discover is how embedded these things that we do is in us. Some of us, the mere thought of giving up social media for 21 days is unheard of. That's how I keep in contact with my family. So what did you do before social media? And so some of us, um, and so, but all of us say different stuff, say different stuff equals sacrifice. And so we're going to, I want you to pray through. You got two days, Tina, to pray through what you giving up. Because here's the crazy part. Remember, our individual work determines our, our individual walk determines our, our collective or our corporate work. So what we do individually affects the whole. Now, somebody just said, I ain't ever coming back to this church because that's legalism. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. That's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to pursue the thing. Legalism is saying, do that fast like this. What I'm saying is you prayerfully consider the next two days what you're willing to give up. I believe in the next 21 days, it will actually show all of this, the presence, the power, the love of God, and what is holding us back. And, 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 and teenagers, talking to y'all too. You might want to give up that PlayStation. I ain't going to call your name as your brother did. I ain't said, don't, don't look at me, son. I'm preaching. And so the next 21 days, so put it up there, next 21 days. So here's what we want to do. Next 21 days of prayer and fasting beginning Wednesday, January 11th, prayer at 6.33 a.m. via Zoom. I need for you to connect, send a text to 704-939-6723, and we'll send you the text for the Zoom and um. I'm not, I look, I'm not super spiritual in the sense that you got to turn your cameras on. No, don't, don't. I'm good. I'm good. And you, so are you. Just be present. At 633, there's a prayer guide. The, the prayer guide is designed to just um, different promptings. Um, that's going to be available as well. Um, listen, I am not, I can't demand or command. That's not what this is about. I'm just strongly encouraging you to start the new year off right. And so you, if you got health considerations, I ain't, no one's tripping over that. Like uh, what we really want to do as a church is to be scripture fed. So we're going to read the Bible this year together as a church every day. Well, <laughs> reading scriptures every day. We're not reading the Bible every day. Uh, that's 66 books. That's it's a little hard. So we're reading scriptures every day. And if you follow the, the version plan, and then um, Elder Nate, he uses Dwell. Um, I have Felix reading to me in Dwell. Nice guy. I love the accent. So you got different voices that can read to you. Um, and, and it's called Dwell, D-W-E-L-L. And, and that's a paid app, but it has a lot of features. We, we want to create rhythms of um, reading the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. 
And so we want to we want to put that in our DNA now, um, and and put all the put all the rhythms up real quick. So the rhythms are these, and we're going to be in Philippians, but we're going to teach. So rest. We talked about rest. Go to the next one, please. Um, fasting and feasting. If you look through Scripture, you see a period of fasting, and then you see a period of feasting, where um, the people of God shared in feast shared in abundance. And so we're going to have these rhythms where there are moments that God is calling us to fast, and then it's calling us to, 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 to be together as a church family and to share a meal at his table. And so uh, the next thing is Bible reading. We talked about that. Remember, if you if, uh, use you version, well, talk to us after service. And if you're watching, participate as well. Ouch. Um, the next one is the rule of life. Um, I have a copy of my rule of life. We're going to discuss this um, later. Um, the rule of life is what I, I, I try, I, I've done this the last several months. Um, uh, a rule of life is a way to organize my life and to prioritize the things of God. Um, and so you take your time, your trust, time, trust, trust is relationships, your temple, that's your body, um, your treasures, that's your money and your, your talents, your skills. And then you break them down into daily weekly, monthly, and quarterly. And so I just give you an example of mine. So daily my, with my time, I want to pause during the mornings and pause in the evenings. And I want to have quick pauses throughout the day. And then I want to um, daily, I want to spend time with God. I want to have my devotion. And then with daily, I want to connect because these are the people that are in relationship with me in a strong way. I want to connect with my wife and I want to connect with my sons daily. And then I have friends that I want to connect with daily. Um, temple, that's my body, Tiffany. I want to eat healthy. I want to make sure I drink 120 ounces of water. That's just me. Make sure I take my vitamins because I'm north of 40. I know I look 20-something. I'm north of 40. And I want to get seven hours of sleep. That's how I'm taking care of my body. My treasure, I want to be financially disciplined. I want to limit frivolous spending. Um, that's the treasure. And my talents, I want to use what God has uniquely given me. And I want to use that daily because that's where my fulfillment comes from. My, what, how God wired me, I want to be able to use daily. And then there's weekly. So weekly for my time, I want to attend worship services. I want to have an elders meeting because they keep me grounded in the faith and keep the main thing the main thing. I want to have date night with my wife. I want to check on my mom and dad weekly. I want to hang out with my sons. I want to meet with my mentor. I want to meet with the church elders. That's weekly. Um, and I want to connect with friends weekly. So I reached out to a couple of friends and said, hey, I was looking at my rule of life. And I said, hey, we, I, I need y'all to, I, I need y'all to, I, we need to hang out. And we need to have some regular rhythms because I consider you guys close friends. And so I don't want to keep pouring out, pouring out, and pouring out and not being fulfilled. So I use these, this structure, my rule of life, to make sure that, that when I'm looking at it and I'm reviewing it at least once a week, I ain't spend time with my wife. I didn't spend time with my boys. And so this gives me structure. This is not something that is the legalist thing, but it just gives me structure. And so I will make yours, make mine available to you so you can just see, and I can see in the form. But we're going to be talking about creating a rule of life. And then we talked about prayer. Prayer, again, 633 beginning on Wednesday. Text 704-939-6723. Uh, we want to start that. Um, we also want to have rhythms of, of prayer, but we also want to have rhythms of silence and solitude. 
Um, oftentimes we live in a busy, noisy world. Oftentimes with, 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 kid, with parents and work and, and stuff, you don't have any quote-unquote me time. It's always something noisy around you. And so one of the habits that I'm practicing is being silent and living in solitude. Like this. And look how, and I'm getting better at it, but Thomas, sometimes when I would be silent, my mind would just jump to, it's because your mind is so busy. And even when you sleep, your mind racing. You're waking up tired. That's not the will of God for your life. But we got to practice. I think I'm now up to like two minutes. That's a story. I'm sorry. I'm up to like 35 seconds. Let's just keep it real, Lassiter. Right. Like, and so, because I'm sitting here, and I'm going to be silent. I got this in my room, and I'm sitting there in my office. Now, what, now, now what, what, what's on my schedule? Oh, I'm sorry. Lord, forgive me. But no, nah, the day going to be busy. Like, and, and so what I'm trying to do is practice the silence and solitude. Everything's so noisy. I told a friend of this, and now I'm just being personal. I told a friend of this. Sometimes, Tiffany, I'm doing well until I get on social media. It ain't because the world is on fire. It's because I'm comparing myself to someone I don't even know. Too busy. Too busy. And so the one screen, the rhythm screen. So these are the rhythms that we want to practice um, throughout the year. And so we're breaking the year up into, into um, quarters. So the first quarter is learn. So we're going to learn these rhythms. Where we're going to learn silence and solitude and, and, and all these rhythms. We're going to learn those rhythms um, because we want to create habits that we, quite frankly, we last. How many of us, if we're honest, is close to burning out? Just, just lift you. I'm going to pray for you. I see you. Yeah. When are you going to rest? When are you going to rest? And, and one of my unofficial, I got so many different themes for 2023, but one of my unofficial themes is PYP, protect your peace. Um, I once heard, can't remember her name, Esther's heart and transformation. She said, no, it's a holy word. In 2023, I'm saying no a lot because I'm no good to you and my burnt out yes. And so I got to learn how to say no. And I got to protect my peace. And if you're going to be a part of us, as part of the shepherding team here, I want to help you protect your peace. That concludes this week's message. If you are blessed by anything you heard in today's podcast and you feel like to give, feel free to text the word GIVE to 704-741-3705. And if you are in Kannapolis, Charlotte, or surrounding areas, come on by and visit us at 465 South Cannon Boulevard in Kannapolis, North Carolina, Sundays at 1033. You can also join us online Sundays on Facebook and YouTube. Be sure to subscribe to us and also check us out on Instagram under Think Kingdom. 
As always, you can go back and hear this message and so many more right here on our Think Kingdom podcast.